Good day and welcome once again to our Bible study. We're going to continue on in the Gospel of John chapter 15. Today we'll be covering verses 18 through 27. And the title of today's lesson is that Jesus warns about the world's hatred. If you remember the last couple of weeks of our lessons, we've been studying and we've, we've, we've learned that Jesus was in a conversation with his disciples and, and he was telling his disciples that if they obey in him and his commandments, right? If they follow him, if they follow his commandments, then they would remain in his love, right? I mean, we, we, we broke that lesson down into two lessons. Well, in today's lesson, he's going to continue on that conversation with his disciples, but he changes topics, so to speak. And he's going to warn his disciples in today's lesson that if they continue to follow him and they continue to follow truth, right? Because they're his followers and because they are proclaiming the truth of God, the gospel of, of, of Jesus, right? That they would be hated. And we're going to see that those of us believers in Christ Jesus, that as we move on in this life, right? That the world, what? Denies truth. The world hates truth. And because you are a follower of Jesus, you too will be persecuted. You too will be, like Jesus says, hated because of his name and because of who you stand for and you stand for the king of kings and the lord of lords hallelujah amen so open up your bibles to john chapter 15 starting in verse 18 and starts off like this today jesus is speaking here and he says if the world hates you keep in mind it first hated me if you belong to the world it would love you as its own but as it is you do not belong to the world but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obey my teaching, they will obey yours as well. They will treat you this way because of my name. For they do not know the one who sent me. If I had come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen. And yet, they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. When the advocate comes, whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from my Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the very beginning. So let's go back to verse 18. And Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he's going to continue on this conversation. But he changes the, the subject here. He changes the topic. And Jesus tells his disciples, he says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it first hated me. So, so what Jesus is, is doing here, he's showing us that there's two major different viewpoints, I guess, so to speak, right? There's people of the kingdom, you can say, and there's people of this world. And, and he's letting his disciples know, right? He's letting us know that if you are a follower of him, Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In other words, if you call yourself his disciple, right? And you go and you, you, you making people change their lives and you pull them out of this world, 
into the kingdom of heaven, then Jesus says the world's going to hate you. Now, why is that? Because you stand for kingdom truth. That's why. You see, you're making more disciples, meaning you're pulling people from this world. And this world is also known or called Babylon, right? Now, why do I say this world's called Babylon? Because Babylon represents idolatry. And this is exactly what the world stands for. And remember, Jesus specifically says, you can't have two masters. Jesus says that in Matthew 6, 24. Listen to what it says. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, and you will be devoted to one and despise the other. Jesus says you cannot serve both God and money, right? So he's saying here that people's going to come against you because you commit your life to Jesus. Because you are pulling people from this world into the kingdom of God. And this world hates the true living God because of idolatry, because of materialistic things. Amen? And that's what Jesus is trying to warn his disciples. But look what he says. He goes on in verse 19. And he says, if you belong to the world, then it would have loved you as its own. So he's saying, because you live in the world. And because you don't stand out, because you just like the rest of the people in this world, right? They don't, nobody even notices you, he says, because you just like them. You go on and, 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 and you live your life and you have many different gods, right? But Jesus says that you belong to the world because you don't stand out. They don't even notice you. Everybody just goes about their business. But look what else he says. But as it is, you do not belong to the world. For I've chosen you out of this world. This is why the world hates you. So it all starts off with God choosing us, you can say. Because he says, as it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out. Now, how does he choose us? He chooses, he gives us this opportunity by offering the gospel to us, right? See, we all was lost at one point because of sin. Right? We've all done things in our lives that we 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 ashamed of, so to speak, right? And, and and we denied Jesus and we put Jesus on the back burner. We didn't even know him. But something changed in our lives that 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 offered us him, that we know we needed him. And it's through this wonderful gospel message that goes around the world about the love of Jesus and the forgiveness of Jesus of sins. Amen. Hallelujah. Right? So he's saying. This is why the world hates you. It's because of the gospel. It's, it's because you're kingdom-minded, you're kingdom-oriented, meaning you see things from a kingdom perspective and not from an earthly perspective, right? You strive to do good work, to bear good fruit. You, try, you strive to be great servants like Jesus says, right? You're trying to build up his kingdom like he wants us to build it up. So Jesus is saying here the world hates you because you do all these things. Because you love me, because you follow me, right? Because you're working for God, our Heavenly Father, and His kingdom, amen? You see, God told the prophet Isaiah, going back to Scripture, that as we get more into the end times, and as we get near to the end of the age, as Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew, in the Gospels, that the world is going to look at people, and what they're, whatever they're doing good, they're going to call evil, and they're going to call evil good, Right? Isaiah 5.20, listen what the prophet, God tells the prophet, woe unto them they call evil good and good evil. 
that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So he's telling us here, you need to be prepared. Because as we go along in this age, things will get worse. They're not getting better. People will come against you because the world is of its own. The world doesn't know God. And, a, and if you apart from God, all you do is sin. It's separation from God. You're sinning and sin controls your life. And who is the father of sin? Who's the father of this earth is the devil. So you have two choices. You're either going to follow the spirit, which is Jesus, and let the spirit lead you. Amen. Or you're going to be followed by your flesh and you're going to be separated from God. And as we move into times, we're going to see this world becoming less and less what? Godful and more and more what? Evil. And the prophet Isaiah warns us in 520. Woe to them they call evil good and good evil. And if you look at this world, what's been happening the last few years, we're seeing this here in the United States. Now, this has been going on all over the world for, 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 for many years, right? But now it's finally getting here. So it's happening all over the world. Now it's finally getting here. Look at our country. Right? I mean, it's, it's, there's no more abiding by the law. And when you don't have laws, you have people that infiltrate, they come in that's not supposed to be in here. Evil people. So this is all playing out, right? But, but it shouldn't surprise us if we know the, the Bible. Amen? It shouldn't surprise us if we have a relationship with Jesus, right? Just keep looking up. Because your redemption is near. Hallelujah. Verse 20. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. He says. Now remember. Now he's speaking here some 2,000 years ago to his disciples. But he's saying remember. Because he wants it to become very, very clear. Very, very evident. That when these things take place in the last day. We're going to remember this. Right? That we won't be shaken up by this. That we won't be surprised by this. That there's no reason to fear about this. That's why he's saying, remember. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his masters. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also, he says. If they obey my teaching, they will obey yours also. So what he's saying here is get ready. Because hard times are coming to you. Because you're going to be persecuted. Now, here's the problem with this scripture right here. Many, many people say this. They want to take this scripture and they want to apply it. And they want to say this happened at 70 AD. Right? After Jesus ascended into heaven. Now, why is that? Because the persecution came upon the church then, right? I mean, the temple in, in Jerusalem was destroyed, right? However, when we look at this scripture... And if you know the Bible, right, if, if you read the prophet, the prophet of Daniel, you read the book of Revelation, the, God, uh, the apostle John wrote, right, you, you see that what happened in 70 AD are spiritual indicators that's going to repeat itself in the end. What I'm saying is this, in the same way that Titus came and destroyed Jerusalem, in the last days, there's going to be another army. But this time it's going to be an international army. It's going to be a one world government, a one world military, right? They're going to come and surround Jerusalem. And in the same way believers were persecuted some 2,000 years ago, in the last days, this is, this is exactly what's going to happen again. 
those people that are left in the tribulation. Now, the tribulation is for the Jewish people, people. I want you to understand that. That's why Gentiles, the church, will be removed. See, when Jesus came at the cross, he came for the Jews. He came for everybody, but he specifically came for the Jews to recognize him and accept him as the Messiah, right? And he was going to set up that millennial reign here on earth, but they rejected him. But the Gentiles accepted him, right? So the last seven years is known as Jacob's trouble. It's for Israel. It's for the Jews. Now, if you're a non-believer, a Gentile, you're going to be left also. But if you're a Jew today and you believe in Christ Jesus, that Jesus is the Savior, that he is the Lord of Lord, that he is the King of Kings, that he died on the third day, he rose from the grave, right? He's ascending at the right hand of the Father. Then you are saved. They're saved. But those that don't, and many of them don't, they believe in God. But remember what the, the Gospel of Matthew tells us, what Jesus says, that I, he's the only way to the Father. He's the mediator between man and the Father in heaven. Amen? It's only through Jesus. So what happened some 2,000 years ago, man, in the last days, that persecution is going to be harsh again. That's what Jesus is warning. Now, we meaning believers, right? We, we're not going to go through the wrath of God. Why do I say that? Because the Apostle Paul tells us that in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5, verses 9 through 11, this is what it says. For God did not appoint us, look what it says, to wrath. That's God's wrath, people. But to obtain salvation through our Lord, Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or asleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, a comfort one another and edify one another, just as you also are doing so we won't go through the wrath of god but however man we're gonna face persecution and we're gonna go through difficult times right i mean you look throughout times all believers all disciples right what they did they went through difficult times they were persecuted because of their faith so things are not changing people it's only going to get worse as the end times draw near and that's what Jesus is saying here. He's warning us all that when it happens, expect it. Don't be surprised. Right? But go down proclaiming the gospel. Even if it means death, that's what he's saying, right? Because he's going to acknowledge you in front of his Father which is in heaven. Amen? If you acknowledge him. Continue on with the scripture. He says, if they obey my teaching, last half of that scripture, they will obey yours as well. So he's saying, he said, all these people, man, if they would obey my word, if they would obey the truth, right? They would listen to the truth. They would follow the truth. They would follow his word. Then they just would leave us alone. But, but instead, they don't know truth. They don't recognize truth. They hate me. They hate you. They're going to persecute me. They're going to persecute you. See, he's saying they're going to do this because of what you're doing here on earth and you're carrying out the ministry of Messiah. You're carrying out the ministry of Jesus. You're enlarging the kingdom of God. See, you're doing what you're called to do. You're doing what you're supposed to do to make disciples, right? But he said, because of this, you will be hated. They hated me. They're going to hate you. Because you are 
A servant, I am the master. And a servant is not greater than his master. And if they persecuted me, you, you better believe they're going to persecute you, right? See, that's what we call to do, but people, we call to make disciples. But you can expect this. You're going to lose friends along the way. You might lose loved ones along the way. And you're going to be talked about and you're going to be persecuted. And as the end draws nearer and closer and closer, may even be put to death. And this is happening right now in different parts of the world, right? So what he's doing here and what he's been doing throughout time, you can say, with people, he's starting the process of separating, you can say, the sheep from the goats. That's what he's doing, right? I mean, everybody says you love Jesus. Everybody says you're Jesus' love. Everybody proclaims that, but are you really? What is the gift and talent that he gave you that you use it for the kingdom of heaven, for the kingdom of God, right? I mean, do, do, do you get embarrassed when you in public and you don't speak about Jesus in public? Then you're really not a disciple. Well, I'm just calling it like it is, Amen. When people look at you, do, do they see you as a disciple? Do they know you're a disciple? They, they, they know you proclaim the good news. How you serve, how you act, right? Everybody has a gift and a talent. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you to use that gift and that talent, amen? Verse 21. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. So the first half, they, he says... They will treat you this way because of my name. So we will be hated. He's saying, you will be persecuted because of my name, Christ Jesus, right? It, it doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter what country you come from. It doesn't matter your economic status, right? Because of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will be hated because the world hates that name and the world hates him. For they do not know the one who sent me, Jesus says. So these people, if they reject him, he's saying they rejected my father. They're rejecting God. Yahweh. I am. Right? You see, you can't know God and not receive his son, Jesus. So if someone rejects Jesus, then they're rejecting God. And we know that because Jesus spoke about this in the gospel of Matthew already, right? If, if I had not come and spoken to him, they would not be guilty of sin, he says. But now that I have, they have no excuses for sin. So they would not be guilty, right? In their own eyes. That's what he's saying here. You see, Jesus is speaking of the gospel here, right? See, if you receive the gospel, then you receive Jesus. You know about Jesus because you know about the truth because you're hearing the gospel and the gospel is the truth. If you receive Jesus, right, then you receive God. However, if you reject these things, then you really don't know God because you reject Jesus. Because the only way to know God is to have a relationship with Jesus. It's through, by means for us, the means of the Holy Spirit, Amen. But now he says they have no excuses for their sins. So Jesus is saying, see, our falling nature prefers not to be informed when we sin. 
We see, we fool ourselves. We fool ourselves into thinking, man, I didn't know that was a sin because we say that a lot. That's not my fault because I didn't know that. But you see, God's given you a conscience. You know the difference between good and evil, right? You know the difference between what is a sin and what is not a sin. So when people say, I didn't know, right? That was a sin I think because you hear that a lot. They're lying. It's not the case. Because he, he gives you a sense called the Holy Spirit, which is in all of us. Whether or not what you're doing is right, what you're doing is not right. But you see people sin and people sin. And the more you sin and the more you don't ask for repentance, the more separation from God you get. And the more further away you get from God, it comes a point in time where you can't even hear him no more. The Holy Spirit doesn't prick you. Now, in that case, you're too far gone. You're lost. Now, God can do anything because he's God, right? But, but most of the time, when those people are, are, are so far gone, where you can't even hear the Spirit tell you. Then it's just pure evil. And that's where this world's headed, people. This world is headed more and more towards evilness, more and more towards the flesh, more and more towards what the world has to offer, right? Because as you go to the end times, you're going to have more things happening in this world naturally and supernaturally that's going to blow people's mind and people that don't know the gospel, people that don't know scripture, they're going to become fearful and they're going to give in to the government. They're going to give in to the leaders of this world. They're going to give in to evil. Because this world is evil, amen? Jesus said that, not me. This world is evil. But what is to come, right? He's setting up that kingdom. That is for good, and that is for eternity, amen? Whoever hates me hates my father as well, he says. So once more, he's making this comparison that if you reject him, then you're rejecting his father as well. You see, the word God describes Jesus Christ, our Messiah. And this is exactly what we find and what we read about in the old prophets. You see, if you really understand the Bible, if you understand the teachings of scriptures concerning God, concerning his nature, concerning his character, his plans, his purposes, right? All what he promised us to do, that he gives us this hope, right? If you understand all these things, then you're going to have no problem recognizing his son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is what he wants to reveal to us. Amen. Verse 24, if I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. So he's testifying here about his work, about his truth. See, his truth is that he, Messiah, he proved who he was by doing all these miracles and signs and wonders that he went about, right? Because he performed them just like the prophets had predicted. But you see, Jesus came to save the lost, people. Jesus came to give hope. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly in the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of God, right? Now, you see, if they would have understood all these things, these religious leaders, right, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, then they would have believed. They would have seen with their own eyes. But instead, what they did because they denied truth, because they, they worship more on man-made traditions, the traditions of the elders, they, they didn't see him. They, they didn't recognize Jesus as the Messiah. They missed him. And because of that, they are lost. Continued on in the scripture. As it is, they have seen and yet they have hated both me and my father. 
So even though they've seen these miracles, their signs, wonders, right? They denied truth. They hated Jesus. And Jesus is saying here, because they denied me, because they don't like me, they both hate me and my Father. So he's showing us here that there's unity once again between him and his Father. He's showing once again that the only way to the Father is to know him, is to accept him, is to believe in him, is to trust and obey him. See, he displayed this unity with his Father when he came down from heaven. He walked on this earth for 33 years, amen? He did the Father's will and did it perfectly. Thank you, Lord. Verse 25, but this is to be, so this is to fulfill what was written in the law. They hated me, he says, without reason. So when he says the law, he's not just talking about the first five books, the Torah. But he's talking about all of Scripture. You see, sin is inherently irrational, we can say, right? I mean, to the world, it's normal because the world, that's all they know is sin, right? Because the world doesn't know God. They, they, they might heard of God, but they really don't know his son, Jesus, because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. And because of this, right, they hate people that preach the gospel. They hate people that go spreading the good news and spreading the gospel truth. Now, I want to focus right here on a psalm that King David wrote, Psalm 35, 19. It says this, let them not rejoice over me who are wrongfully my enemies, nor let them wink with an eye who hate me without a cause. See, David writes this psalm, and there's a lot coming against David at this time, right? And why do I say this, Psalm 35, 19? Because the implication is this. If they came against David, they would also go against the son of David. Now, what does this tell me or tells us, right? That if they came against God the Father, they're going to come against God the Son, Jesus. If they didn't obey God, right? Throughout history, when, when, man, when God put man in the garden it was, it, and they, they sinned, from that point on, they, they didn't sin enter this world. And they turned from God. And if they turn against God, then they're going to turn against what? His son. And they're turning against Jesus. That's why Jesus says they hated me for no reason. This means that Jesus never violated the law. Never did anything for them to hate him. But you see, we should hate sin. And we should love the truth. If we're a follower. If we're a believer. They didn't. They let power, they let the flesh, they let their money get the best of them. They did not want to take a back seat to Jesus when Jesus came. Now, there was religious leaders that knew he was the Messiah. But those really that had the power that were up in there, they didn't. They might have known, but their flesh got the best of them. And they rejected Jesus. And because they rejected Jesus, they lost. He says, they hated me without reason. See, he never violated a law. So he's saying here, if he never violated a law, 
that he never committed a sin. He gave them no reason why any one of those leaders should have hated him. So he's saying they're hating me without cause. Why? Because they're attached to this world, people. And this world cannot stand, it really hates truth. Because this world is led by Satan, who's a liar, who's a deceiver. And he's deceiving many, many people on this earth. Verse 26, when the advocate comes, whom will I send to you from the Father? The Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Now when he talks about advocate here, he's talking about the Holy Ghost. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth. So we see again, he's speaking of the Trinity. The Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus is sending into heaven, right? He's saying, I'm going to leave to you because my Father wants to leave you an advocate, which is the Holy Spirit, which comes from the Father. And this Spirit that He leaves, this advocate, the Holy Spirit is known as the Spirit of truth, who goes out from my Father, He says, and will testify about me. So by means of the Holy Spirit, because it's called the Spirit of truth, Jesus leaves us this advocate, which comes from the Father, which is able to testify and preach about Jesus, preach about the good news, preach about the kingdom of God, preach about the resurrection, preach about salvation, amen, right? So this verse is telling us that as believers in Christ Jesus, that we must be dependent upon the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will anoint us and allow us to go out and serve, go out and preach, go out and, and teach and show people the love of Jesus through us and in us and by what we say and how we act. Amen? Verse 27. And you also must testify for you have been with me from the beginning. So when this advocate, the Holy Spirit, right? When it enters into your life, he's saying right here, once it enters, then you can go out and testify. You can go out and tell people about the good news. You can tell people about the kingdom of God. You can tell people about Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, the Holy Spirit, it comes to empower us. It comes to guide us, to lead us, to strengthen us, right? It comes to give us revelation and to illuminate His world. Amen? He says, For if you have been with me from the beginning, so He's talking to His disciples, and specifically those disciples that were with Him from the very beginning. Why? Because they're an eyewitness to all that happened, to all the miracles and the signs and the wonders that took place. See, there are the eyewitnesses and everything that Jesus did, everything that Jesus says. See, and everything that he said and everything he did revolved around truth because he is truth. Amen. So let me end with summarizing this lesson today. In this lesson in John 15 verses 18 through 27, Jesus predicts that those followers of his called disciples, right? We can experience hatred as the time gets nearer and nearer towards the end. We can expect persecution. Maybe he even put to death, right? See, the intensity of this experience has varied throughout the ages, throughout times, right? We're different cultures and so to speak, right? And we know as we get closer to the end what's going to happen because the book of Revelation tells us that the closer we get to the end, 
There's going to be a one-world government, a one-world religion, a one-world military. And this military will come against Israel, the Jewish people, in the last days. And as those last days draw near, what's called evil is going to be good and what's called good is going to be evil. And because you are a follower of Jesus and you're not part of this world, you live in it, but you're not part of it, you stand out, they will persecute you. They will hate you, Jesus says, because they first hated me. See, Jesus reminds us this is all due to sin, right? It's due to, they rejected him. And if they reject him, they reject God, right? See, just as Christians are never too good to serve Jesus, right? They're never too good to suffer as Christ suffered. And that's what he's saying. And you will be persecuted. You will go through some difficult times. But remember what the Apostle Paul says, you won't go through his wrath. He's going to save you from his wrath because the wrath is a part of Jacob's trouble. It's a part of the Jews. We don't, we don't teach replacement theology, meaning the church takes the place of the Jews. We don't. God's not finished with his nation yet. God's not finished with the Jews. Amen? He's not finished with them. And the church will be gone. But before that time, we will be persecuted. We will be hated. Right? We will be put to death, some of us. That's what he's saying. Get ready. See, Jesus reminds us something here. He, he, he says this, no matter what comes against us, right? We always got to what? Believe, trust, and remain faithful in him and his father. Why? Because there's a place that he's made for us, that he and his father is waiting for us. In the kingdom of heaven, which eventually is going to be the kingdom of God. Amen. We appreciate you all tuning in this week. We're going to be back next week. We're going to continue on in the gospel of John. Till next week, we love you guys and God bless.